Peace, good people. Peace. How you feeling? Feeling good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great and I'm happy to be here with you. Happy to be here with you. And I'm happy to be here with our listeners and supporters and what's starting to feel like a family. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Yes, with Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. What's funny about that, every time we sit down and we have a conversation, I write down the date. Uh-huh. I definitely wrote 21. <laughs> My God. How long does it take to finally like get back in the rhythm of where we presently are? But um, I just chuckled as I'm sitting here looking at you. And I'm really grateful to be talking to my favorite person. You're definitely my favorite person. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really interesting what you shared about the date, whether it's by humor or whether it's by some other phenomenon that happens in the brain Mm -hmm. in terms of time moving and us trying to keep up with it. Uh, So I just want to send a special compassion to the parents and the families who are adjusting Mm. in the midst of the pandemic that we've been in, they just kind of go under different names according to the variant. Mm-hmm. But I recognize that so many families are experiencing shifts right now. Yeah. And because some folks have returned back to in-person work because the expectation was that children were back in school, mm-hmm. the top of the year is feeling kind of hectic for some folks. Mm-hmm. And I just want to hold space for that. And that could definitely control for uh, miswriting the date. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, man. Yeah, big ups to the families that are adjusting. Yep, always are, adjusting. Yeah, if you are listening today and you are in the capacity of, you know, in the in you having to make the shift in your home, trying to figure out how to do it with your partner, do it with your children. If you are the listener today, big love to you. Big love. Big love. Man, Riga, I'm I'm present with you. I'm as you know, when we come to this space, we are coming with our executive producer, Kamali. Sometimes Kamali goes down for a nap. Sometimes she's up. We try to plan accordingly where we are able to have our conversations while she's napping. And <laughs> as, soon as soon as it happens, she's she's turning around and she's trying to sit so, up. <laughs> I appreciate her for giving us the grace she does. <laughs> what You were about to drop an affirmation. Perhaps if if you want to be affirmed. I'm I'm for your affirmation. I'm here for the affirmation. <laughs> okay, for your affirmation. <laughs> I wanted to take a look into this affirmation on page 64 on the and soul affirmations. Your book? Yeah, reflection for manifesting the light within. Yeah. Page I'm... 64 really frames for me a good springboard into a new season, a new year. Mm. And just renewing the grace uh, that we abide under and how we treat one another in our marriages, partnerships, families. Mm -hmm. Page 64 reads, when we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. Mm -hmm. When we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. Wow. This is such an important affirmation for your affirmation. This is important. In which way? It is such a 
it's a gentle reminder in how we can better communicate with one another. And I think there's a lot of different perspectives out there and positions and how one should communicate or how communication works, whether Mm. it's the responsibility of the person who's doing the communicating to get what is said to be communicated across clearly, or if it's the responsibility of the listener Mm. to understand what the communicator is trying to say. Where does the responsibility rest? Ooh, I love that design. Where does the responsibility rest? I think it's a unique question Mm. insofar as what do we see as a responsibility in this context? So let me name a situation. Mm -hmm. I think that when the burden of proof is on the communicator, the person who's doing the expressive communication, Mm -hmm. burden of proof or if they're in the need, if they need the grace Right, mm. then they will often be very clear in their word choice, in their tone. But if they think they're giving somebody advice mm. and it's this idea of you can take it or leave it, it is often given in a way that really makes somebody want to leave it. Mm. So to me, like the dynamic is it's nuanced insofar as where does the grace lie, right? Who needs the grace? Mm. And but that's just by like the who the, needs the grace. That's the outward approach, because sometimes the person communicating could actually be the one needing the grace. That's true. But they perceive the other person according to a place of privilege or misfortune, mm. right? And that you need the grace, <laughs> right? And it gets really tricky when you start to think like who needs grace as if you don't, right? <laughs> so we we can give information. But that's like in a very, I picked that dynamic because it was easy for me to operationalize. Mm. But I think it gets much more complex in partnerships, in marriages. Mm -hmm. In families. In families. Parent and child relationships. Oh, this one, yeah, this one can shake him up. Man. This one can shake him up. So. (laughs) I like how you, but I like, I like where you asked, where does the responsibility lie, right? Mm-hmm. And I think from looking from it, from like a total picture, we're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the responsibility is never far from you if it's on you or it's on your neighbor. But when we think we don't have the responsibility, it can impact how we communicate. Oh, yes, it can. Right. Whether we want to put a an ounce of kindness on it or just hold the kindness and just tell you. Because mm. there, there are people who really be like, I'm just keeping it real. Right. No, you're but are, just, are you keeping it real or are you like, who are you keeping it real for? Are you, you're keeping it filtered. You're keeping it filtered. Yeah. When you say I'm keeping it real, you're usually adding a very bland filter onto it because <laughs> kindness is also real mm. and, and brevity is also real and um, no time to, you know, make it kind. That's also real. Uh, but, I just, it's just unique to me. It's unique to me. The dynamic in terms of communication, when we believe, you know, just, I'll just say it. Mm. And it's, say it then, right? It wasn't effective. Right. So exactly. It's like, when do you realize 
that you have the responsibility in communicating. I don't know. I'm thinking about something I saw earlier this week Mm -hmm. and um, how one can deliver a message, right? Mm -hmm. And the tone of it can be offensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Kamali is, uh, she's up. (laughs) Thank you, Kamali. (laughs) So I saw something earlier this week, right? Uh Uh-huh. And it was a message that suggested that it is the problem of the person being communicated to if the communicator, their tone and their choice of words offends them. Is that clear? It, it, it could be more clear. Just, just read to me exactly what the communicator said. Okay. So... They say, sometimes your tone and choice of words can offend people when you're giving good, sound advice. That's their problem, not yours. Say that again, please. (laughs) Sometimes your tone and choice of words can offend people when you're giving good, sound advice. That's their problem, not yours. Wow. There is a grace for us all. And I first want to extend grace to whomever may be feeling that way. And I also want to extend grace to myself, yourself, because something I heard very interesting in there, and I may have time to process it differently than they did. I don't know how they were feeling in the moment, Mm. but they said, sometimes your tone and choice of words, (laughs) your choice of words, Mm. it's an absolute choice. And your limitations about what words you can choose based on how you're emotionally regulated mm. is not someone else's problem, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes both of your problems or, <laughs> or it can only be yours if they are really good at deflecting. Mm. But choice of words is such an operational power and agency that the communicator in my perception feels like they're disregarding. Yeah. Yeah. Choice of words. And then, it begs of me to ask, like, what was your assignment in this, right? So if your tone, if your tone and choice of words um, might offend people and it's their problem, not yours, what was your assignment? Were you coming to, were you coming to give facts or were you coming to communicate? Mm-hmm. Because my question then becomes, was the objective to be right or was mm. it to be effective? Because at least in marriages, being right ain't never saved no marriage in trouble. Like, you know, it's it's communicating across difference. You can be right all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter to the, the strength of the union. How much you want to be right or how or how right you are, or how right you perceive you are doesn't save the union. Mm. It is really about being able to communicate across difference. And hear your partner equally. That's the work. And that's why it's challenging because that's why, to me, it speaks to your choice of words. Mm. When you are at capacity, when you're not aware where your emotional regulation is, your words can be very, very curt, very um, short, very 
abrasive mm-hmm. because in your mind you're doing them a favor for not taking it to another level you can <laughs> but you're not taking responsibility of that right the perception is you would be lucky this is all it was <laughs> but it, it happens when people aren't when, when there's no emotional regulation mm. and it's confusing to me because I generally don't try to prove a right perspective to somebody mm-hmm. that I don't care about Mm-hmm. So being right or wrong to someone that I don't have a, a deep care with, why would I express my position right or wrong? But I'm saying this because if you do, in fact, care for that person or care for that relationship, then, yeah, you have a responsibility to communicate effectively mm. and not choose words that will offend them mm-hmm. and not choose words that will make the communication more you know, yeah. convoluted. But But how do we then choose those words? Right. Right. When we are mindful about our speech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The affirmation says on page 64, when we are intentional about our where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. The intention. Right. Uh, there are several scriptures, several faith. But I, for me, I'm drawn to the scripture that reads out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. We hold all of these feelings in our heart. We hold all of these emotions and competencies. But what's driving it? The desire to be right or the desire to be effective? What's driving it? So as we're saying, the communication that I share with folks that I care about is less about being right. It's about being effective. Mm -hmm. And it could be all my years of public school teaching. But teachers are right all day. They have the information. Yeah. But it doesn't make you an effective teacher if you can't transfer that information. Mm. So if you have all the answers, all the knowledge, mm-hmm. what is called right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never liked when I heard teachers say this. I already got my education. Right. Man. And it's like, well, then what responsibility do you have of being here? Because if you think holding the education is the prize. Right. And not transferring of the information. Right. That's the noble work. Mm-hmm. Transferring what you know mm. and being challenged when you're attempting to transfer what you think, you know, mm. because a young person or your partner can challenge you in how much you thought you knew and how effective you can communicate that. Mm-hmm. And I think we grow from challenges in communication. Absolutely. So taking taking the approach that it's your problem, not mine. Sounds like we could be missing an invitation to grow. Because if we engage in the challenge that I really feel passionately about this, and I'm hoping that I'm communicating clearly. Yeah. It could help one communicate more clear by engaging in that challenge. Mm. Right. Until your partner says, oh, I get it now. Mm. And that usually comes with kindness, not being right. Mm-hmm. And not wearing that jacket of offense. There's no power there. Sometimes it really fits well. Mm. <laughs> Especially if it's soft butter leather. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a soft butter leather jacket of offense. <laughs> she. Man. I, went, I, I got this tailor fitted. Tailor fitted. <laughs> but right. that's where offense comes, right? It comes in your size exactly. Because mm-hmm. you know, it, it wouldn't be offensive if it was in somebody else's size. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're at capacity. Mm. When you're at capacity. I think about um, different scenarios in being frustrated in thinking that you are communicating something clearly Mm -hmm. and 
um, I, I guess I have a bias. I'll say that I'm always communicating clearly, right? Because that's my intention. But then there are moments of frustration when what you're trying to communicate doesn't come out or communicate well to the person that's being communicated to. Yeah. I feel yeah. like even right now it's a situation, right? Like I'm trying to communicate clearly this particular thought. And I guess I want to name that that is actually a challenge that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. That that may not be something that is so easy for people to do based on their lived experiences and um, what communication may have looked like in their home, yep. uh, what communication may have looked like with in their classroom. And you even just presented an example that I am also familiar with, with the teacher feeling like, well, I already got my education as if they're not responsible for the knowledge that I acquire. So I want to, I guess, even make space for, for those people who are still trying to be effective in their communication and have challenges based on their lived experiences. Yes. That's the part about grace. That is the part about grace. That's the part about this conversation that doesn't make me any more right for being able to point out somebody's challenges. And there's there's no reward in that. Exactly. Right. The reward is really just in the grace we can offer ourselves Mm -hmm. and offer one another. Mm -hmm. And you notice in the affirmation says when we are clear about where our words are coming from, when we're intentional. Mm -hmm. Well, see, to me, that sounds like communication with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the only way you can be intentional about where your words are coming from is to reflect before you deliver. So it sounds like you have to be in communication with yourself before you can be in communication clearly with anyone else. Mm-hmm. The efficacy that we are approaching is, or that we desire in our communication will come from us communicating with ourselves around yes. our intentions yes. and refining our intentions in our practice. Yes. And that is noble work. That is noble work. It doesn't make you less of a communicator. It doesn't make you less right. If, I mean, if right is what you're going for, mm-hmm. but like it makes you human and whole Yeah. when you are reflective about where your words are coming Mm -hmm. from before you land them on somebody else. Yeah. It makes me think about the power that we could have if we are in our communication, taking time to be reflective of our feelings rather than allowing our feelings to um, mitigate our communication. Ooh, now you're talking high level because sometimes what the the issue is, it come out spicy because you just said something to me, maybe be like, who the hell are you talking to? Right. But can you imagine if something like somebody says something to you spicy and you're like, okay, I need to, I I need to be very clear about my community. And this don't happen all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Like, obviously you and I are dissecting this and we're sitting at the table and there's no offense here. Mm -hmm. But this idea that, hey, what you just said is causing me to feel like this. And I want to let you know, in case you weren't saying it, clearly what you were trying to say you know what I'm saying? but I, I tend to offer that to people i love because, you do that you do that very well because there's nothing more awkward than getting to a sweltering argument with someone you love and then you have to kind of reconcile but there's still life to do together <laughs> right and it's like you spend all that time hot with somebody you actually have to do life with mm. and this doesn't have to be your partner this doesn't have to be a romantic relationship this can be a family member, a sibling, a child for show, right? A child. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> Kamali laughing. Though I don't feel this way about Kamali, um, there could be a time in my life when she's a teenager, right? When she's just like challenging me. Mm-hmm. And, but we still got to do life together, right? We still got to get in the car together. And so to me, like 
because I know what life requires of me and the people I love, I'd rather just say how I feel. Like, mm. hey, that was hard for me or that was challenging for me or that made me uncomfortable. I'd rather just say it off the cup because if not, I'm going to go around saying a whole, a whole lot of other things I feel out of offense. And, and Kamali? I want to note how courageous that is, though. That being able to do that is courageous to stop and pause and be able to be reflective about what it is that you're feeling and then communicate that is courageous. And I think it, I mean, it, one could say it, it's even vulnerability mm-hmm. and depending on what your lived experiences are, that's not easy for everybody, right? Like in some family dynamics and some homes and, and, <laughs> Kamali grabbing the book. She's about to find her affirmation. Yeah, she don't want anything else. She's trying to affirm. In uh, some dynamics, you don't express how you feel. Right. Right. Even though you're expressing how you feel and how you communicate. Yeah, but you don't say I feel. Yeah. You just let them know. Right. right. You just let them know. And <laughs> and also vulnerability can be a very uh, risky place. Absolutely. To visit with someone who may. Uh, weaponize your vulnerability right yeah and then it then the next intersection is like okay well weaponize this left hook right (laughs) because no no at this point i mean you you must want it to go there right because i i revealed to you my vulnerability and you chose to make and you know excuse that you didn't choose to hear me well then it's like okay well then that is a challenge yeah let's see if you can hear me at the next level right we can escalate this (laughs) but it's like it reminds me of your dad when he says, they show you fool, I show you fool fool. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but the, the challenge is, is that I uh, I know that there's still a burden to unpack after you show somebody you can get fool fool. Mm-hmm. You don't get to leave um, feeling, you know, light and clean and clear. You have to undo that harm. And in some cases, think of an alibi, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right yeah. I'm telling people the truth. The, the reason why I talk about communication and feelings this way is because i understand all the outcomes not all but many of the outcomes that can happen if we don't venture to this mm-hmm. particularly in the black male experience mm-hmm. offense has caused a whole lot of irreversible actions yeah offense offense that doesn't last forever Mm-mm. and you have to reconcile within yourself this offense doesn't last forever. So I, I guess I bring into these these case in points as example because I just don't know of an instance where we are communicating with someone. Um, I just I can't think of a situation where being right is more important than being effective. Ooh, is being right more important than being effective? I can't think of one. And then who's to say what is right? And how long does that last? Insofar as the the thing you're looking at as reality is being seen from multiple different dimensions, from multiple different lived experiences. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 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 what they could be experiencing could be, you know, in theory very right. Let me advance this conversation. Let's say it's not me being right about a subject matter, you being right about a subject matter. It's about the communication. But I've seen this in a lot of cases of um, religious context, right? Mm -hmm. Is that people believe that, well, the word is the word. The law is the law, right? Mm. 
and they get very narrow in their definition mm-hmm. because of where they land on the side of that blade. Mm. But it's not, it's not, the blade doesn't just swing on one day. It's every day. Right. And you can be on either side of it. Mm. But someone's discomfort with your messaging is not a reflection of the gospel of love. That means you have work to do on your communication. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that everything you tell somebody is going to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some truth won't feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be delivered maliciously. That part. When we are intentional about where our words are coming from. Mm-hmm. We can be more mindful about our speech. Right. In, in hospitals, they call this bedside manner. Right. A doctor is going to come tell you what they're going to come tell you, what the science says, what the chart says, what is fact is fact. How they deliver that matters. It does. It does. Whether that patient is in great health or only has a few days left to live according to your science. How you deliver that truth matters. I think we all deserve dignity. I think that radical gentleness is a strength. But that is just my assignment. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Do I have this same perception or uh, general patience concerning racism? <laughs> right? Do I have this same sentiment? No, I don't. I don't think I do. But the but the idea, Kamali doesn't either. <laughs> Kamali Kamali damn sure doesn't. But I'll, I'll say this: that in the in the case of what is seen as folks who are not living by the highest order of love, practicing deceit, practicing racism. There's not a word you can say that makes it all make sense. The work is in their heart. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. exactly. So whether it's delivered nicely or kind, we've seen the message delivered in every which way imaginable. We've Bruh. seen them march about it. We've seen them uh, protest about it, boycott <laughs> about it, write about it, several study, several academic disciplines about oh it. Oh my God. Um, pr- provide real data that it isn't real, right? So I understand the lack of patience when dealing with the construct of racism and why folks, you know, why it may not matter exactly how you say it. But I'll tell you this much. It matters insofar as how you feel when you walk away. Mm, yes, that part. That's the very important part. The work is yours. Mm-hmm. And the work is ours. Mm-hmm. And we just hope to create a space where we can collectively co-investigate the work of being better communicators to our partners. I just can't think of a time where it really matters if I'm right. If I'm not speaking to somebody who I've practice love with being right isn't like it doesn't mean everything to me Mm. because you can be misunderstood no matter how how right you are my peace of mind means everything to me at the end of communication Mm. but it also could be because of the level of offense or pain that i've dealt with Mm. but for me to be breathing heavy and having to remind myself to breathe uh, for me to drive my heels in the ground, mm-hmm. wanting to explode, mm-hmm. I don't want those feelings anymore. Mm. Right? Uh, for me to shut down because I feel like I'm tired of saying it, I don't want those feelings. There's a difference between a boundary setting and saying, I've said all I can say effectively. 
and shutting down. Yeah. The boundaries we set are for ourselves. It's really challenging to set boundaries for other people unless you are proposed to physically uh, impose the way you feel, right? Because think about the boundary, the legal bounding letter of restraining order. Mm -hmm. That boundary is set because law enforcement is prepared to enforce that boundary. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you give somebody that choice. But other than that, the boundary is about you. I want to acknowledge that Kamali doesn't actually care about the boundaries right now. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And I respect that where you are in your cognitive development, this whole thing about boundaries just ain't real yet. So you go ahead and shine your light, baby. Yeah, she's doing her best to communicate. And it's very unique communication too because it isn't crying, right? It's Mm-mm. like I'm participating in the dialogue. Yeah, no, we're we're talking. You're talking. She's talking. Yeah, I'm talking. She's a game recognized game. <laughs> we talk it. But no, really, I uh, yeah, just around that, just around that dynamic of effective communication. Mm-hmm. So if I could plant a seed for families, yeah, friends, partners, siblings, if we could really be courageous in this season and investigate where our words are coming from and if you know they're coming in hot at least you can own that <laughs> right coming in hot you can own it though if you know it's, that way you don't have to deny it yes. that way you can say oh I said it this way damn I was hurt mm-hmm. when you said this it really triggered me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. but not everybody is has the capacity to train themselves Right, because most of our feelings, like if we really had time to examine them and reflect, we would move different. But the thing is, the feelings are so powerful. They real. They real. real. (laughs) Can we also extend a big shout out to all the folks that have been uh, with us and watching Kamali grow? Yes. Uh, The folks who were with us through the holiday celebrating her milestones celebrating the teeth that she has in her mouth now got two. Uh, and obviously she's working on her expressive vocabulary no no, <laughs> no, this, no no this isn't gonna work i'm sorry no i love it i mm-hmm. love it i'm here for it i love the sound of her voice but i don't no i don't know who's here for that part of her voice oh that that little that 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 come on man She's intentional about where her dada is coming from. You telling the truth. Speaking of intention, I also want to name the intention that to effectively communicate a subject so uh, filled with emotion and nuance. I am very grateful for the audience that recognizes that we are in this practice while in the practice of angel parenthood and parenthood to a child that is earthside (laughs) and that's very expansive territory so uh, out of the same grace that i extend uh, i thank you all for the grace that you extend to us as well and the real hope is that we extend grace to one another more fluidly that it isn't a ledger that we are keeping track of because then it's not grace Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm And, and and what I mean is, see, I let you slide last time, right? Because see, that's but, but but no, what I'm saying, those are real. I'm telling the truth. Though. You ain't lying, Rika. I'm laughing at it because I've been on 
either side of it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Right? Now, I done let this slide long enough. And it's kind of like. <laughs> like, damn, you was holding that in your pocket the whole time. Whole tea, you had that in your pocket. Yeah, that wasn't Grace. You had me on a leash. Right? And you about to say, boy, you run out of rope. But may we not run out of rope for one another. Love and patience for one another. The practice of liberation through love and examining ourself, our intentions, our words, our partners, our families. And thank you for guiding us and understanding the practice of grace and reminding us to be intentional about where our words are coming from. This is uh, not an easy practice, but one that is is worth it. Mm-hmm. 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 One that is worth it. I thank you for the reminder, Rika. I thank our audience and our community for creating this space. I want to read the affirmation one more time for myself yeah. and for anybody who tuned in in the middle. Absolutely. We read from page 64 of the Soul Affirmations text for reflection and manifesting the light within. And it reads, when we are intentional about where our words are coming from, we can be more mindful about our speech. I bid you all strength, uh, a minute, if need be, or more of mindfulness, a chance to take deep breath and reflect about where our words are coming from. Uh, The first communication starts within self and everything else is expressive outwards toward the people in proximity to us or the people we love. Mm. May we continue to love more abundantly. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. <laughs> Kariga and Felicia. And Kamali. And Kamali. Our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Our producer, Crystal Hill. We're sending y'all big love into this new year. Massive love. Liberatory love. Hey. Black love. <laughs> I like the gun finger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace. <laughs>